It's Kaki Purdue, the host of Look Both Ways Financial. Thanks so much for joining today. This podcast is for everyone. We answer your questions because we are on a mission to help you feel safe, strong, and secure managing your own money. Today's question comes from Bethany. She says, my husband has a terminal illness. He has handled our finances our entire life, and I have no financial experience or knowledge of our personal financial situation. I do know that we are one percenters. We live a very comfortable life with no financial concerns. He owns a family business. Our house is paid for, and I don't think we have any debts. But he has cancer and will likely die in the next five years. He is 68 and I am 67. How do I prepare myself for his death and for my future? What information do I need to know? How will I manage my finances after his death? Who can I trust? Signed, Bethany, lost in the financial world. Ooh, Bethany, that's quite an email. I am impressed that you have the foresight to start this conversation now. Very sorry that your husband has cancer. It's a totally crappy diagnosis. And it reminds us that tomorrow is never guaranteed. There are lots of people out there that find themselves in a similar situation. Statistically, 80% of married women will outlive their husbands. Bethany, most of the time, women find themselves suddenly in charge of all their finances after they have lost their spouse. And they are in a world of emotional hurt and trying to deal with all the finances. So if there's any silver lining here, it's that you have a bit of time to prepare. There are a couple of different paths you can take, but I think the first step is to talk to your husband about your concerns because you're going to need his help to get up to speed on your financial picture. Tactically, it would be helpful to sit down with your husband and get a list of the assets and the name of each financial institution where the asset is held. So that includes bank accounts, savings accounts, investment accounts, a listing of all real estate, any annuities or life insurance products, all the financial assets. I would think that if your husband is a business owner, you probably already have a relationship with a CPA. If you have a financial planner or an estate attorney, we want you to have a the names and info contact information for all of those professionals. Tactically, you need to have current passwords to get into anything that you need from financial um, online sources. You need to understand where your income is going to come from, whether it's social security, pensions, income from the business, etc. And then tactically, one more thing, if you worked with an estate attorney to draft wills, then you'll want to make sure the accounts are titled properly. And with some people, this means putting both of your names on the bank account. And with others, it's making sure that the beneficiary designations are in accordance with any kind of will or trust um, that you have set up. All right, so that's the tactical. Now, bear with me for a minute. I have an example with Kate and John. They are actually expected to have their first baby in five months. Bear with me. 
Kate wants to go back to work because she loves her career and they are nervous about how the, how they are going to afford $1,200 a month to pay for daycare expenses. They know that this is coming. And I always recommend that if you know a new expense is coming, that you start practicing now. So they are going to put $1,200 into a savings account right now for the next five months. And they're pretending like they're already paying the childcare expenses. That way they can learn how to make adjustments to their monthly budget. The point here is that they're going to practice the new financial situation ahead of time. And they're going to think about what changes they need to make now when it's not so high pressure. So Bethany, I want you to practice money right now as well. We all hope that you have five or more great years with your husband, but now is the time to practice with money when the pressure isn't so hard. So let's give you a new name. We will fast forward 40 years and we're going to look at this situation with Kate and John. That way it doesn't feel quite so personal and hard to talk about. So Kate is going to say to her husband, John, darling, I love you and I'm so thankful for our marriage and I don't know anything about money and I need you to help me learn so that I'm not completely lost when you're gone. So this month, I want you to teach me how to log into our bank accounts. Next month, we're gonna transfer the utilities into my name and you're going to show me how to pay all of the monthly bills. So Kate is going to start learning a little bit each month. She's gonna learn also, she's gonna pay attention to how much she spends and she's gonna learn the minimum amount of money that it's gonna take for her to live a base good life. She's also going to learn and understand how much spending it's going to be each month when she has the plus, the sur- the splurging on herself. That way she has a good range of understanding what is her monthly need. Kate is going to start learning a little bit each week and John is going to be there to help her when she is unsure. They're going to practice this financial situation together. And because John loves her, he wants to help her transition to be smoother. Now, John has also run a successful business for over 40 years. And really good business succession planning will be extremely personal. And it's going to involve CPAs, attorneys, financial planners, perhaps. It's critical that John and Kate talk about the business succession planning together. For example... John and Kate might have adult children that are working in the business and they are ready to take over. If so, then there may be an estate attorney and a CPA helping to transition the ownership in the business to the adult children. Perhaps the business is owned by John and one or two other unrelated individuals. In that case, then there is likely a buyout agreement outlined in the business documents. Whatever the case is for Bethany, for your bit family business, you'll want to make sure that you're talking to your CPA and attorneys to make sure that this business succession planning is, is taken care of. For many people that own family businesses, the business provides both income and a significant source of personal wealth. 
sometimes there are assets outside of the business. Sometimes most there are no assets outside of the business. So understanding whatever is happening to that business is going to be crucial for Kate and John. Kate needs to know if she will continue to receive income from the business or if the business is going to be sold. And some some idea, some ballpark figure of what, what is the value of the business. Now, if the business is sold when at the time of John's passing, if there's a funeral notice in the paper, Kate is going to be flooded with incoming calls from all sorts of people. Kate is going to have her guard up. She is not going to make any big money decisions in the first 12 months after John passes. If one of the financial professionals is to suggest something that Kate does not understand or that makes Kate say to herself, hmm, that gives me a bad feeling, Kate is going to listen to her gut and she's going to pause. It is better to do nothing at all than to do something complex and to get into some sort of financial product that you do not understand, especially, especially when you're in a vulnerable emotional state of mind. So Kate is going to talk to her known CPA and known financial planner if she has one. And if somebody is selling her some sort of product, such as an annuity or promising some kind of great investment returns, Kate is going to be very, very cautious. Her financial planner, a good financial planner, is going to focus on process. It's going to focus on helping Kate understand where her income is going to be coming from for the next five years, and it's going to be helping Kate feel safe and strong and secure with her own money. Kate is not alone. She is going to lean on the people that she knows and trusts. She's going to talk to that CPA that's helped her family business. She's going to get second opinions on anything that she is unsure about. And she's only going to take advice from somebody that is a fiduciary. Now, Bethany, as you are looking out over the next couple of years, I suggest a couple of things for you. One, I want you to seek out and see if you can find support from some women that have already been through this journey. They are going to be a really good source of strength for you. You might be able to join a Facebook group. Perhaps there's group consult counseling sessions, but you are going to need other people that have walked this journey so that they can help you along your path. You might consider also looking into buying a couple of books that can help both of you cope with the grieving and the up and the loss. There are books out there that are sort of a handbook of what to do after you lose a spouse. And it walks you through the the tactical things that you need to do. Don't forget to celebrate and enjoy the time that you have together right now. The time that you have with your husband is, is still here. So don't forget to enjoy that and take advantage of it now. So this is a very heavy topic for all of us, but it's important to have these candid, real conversations because life is messy and beautiful at the same time. Next week, I promise we will have a lighter topic. If you are the spouse in the marriage that runs all of the finances, I want you to talk to your non-financial partner spouse and help them to understand finances because 
chances are we will all be managing the family finances at one point in our lives, and you don't want to be completely in the dark. If you find this podcast to be informative, please leave us a review or a comment. We appreciate it. Our music is composed by Noah Jacobs, and please stay tuned for the all-important disclosure. Thank you for joining Look Both Ways Financial for this podcast. All content contained in this podcast is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any one individual. All performance references are historical and does not guarantee any future results. All indices are unmanaged and cannot be invested in directly. Make sure you consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Neither Khaki Purdue or Look Both Ways Financial accept any responsibility for any loss which may arise from the use of information in this podcast. Although Khaki Purdue is a CPA, Look Both Ways Financial is not a CPA firm.